So as we uh, keep our eyes fixed on the cross, as Easter is approaching, these Sundays leading up to Easter, we're going to take a look at what was Jesus doing and teaching in these days and weeks leading up to his approach to the cross. And so this morning we're going to be in Mark chapter 10, and what we're going to see is that as Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem for his final trip headed to the cross, he's going to pass through the town of Jericho and he's going to meet a man named Bartimaeus. And we'll give away the ending. Bartimaeus is going to get his vision. So the title of the sermon this morning is The Blind Will See. And I've entitled it that because it's a quote from Isaiah chapter 35. So the prophet Isaiah lived hundreds of years before Jesus. And he was filled with the spirit and prophesied that there was going to come a day when the deserts would bloom. And when the blind would see. And when the deaf would hear. And there would be streams in the desert. Isaiah says, everlasting joy will be on their heads and they will have gladness and joy and there'll be no more sorrow or sighing. So we got a, a brief fulfillment of that prophecy when Jesus was here on earth. Jesus would touch people's eyes and they would be, vision would be restored. He would touch their ears and their hearing would be restored. But our window of time for that fulfillment of his prophecy seemed brief and so we trust and believe that that prophecy is going to be fulfilled when Jesus returns to this earth to reign in peace and righteousness. And so we look forward to this day when the blind will see. Oftentimes in the Bible, blindness is, is certainly like our vision, right? Our actual eyeballs can't see and then they can. But other times in Scripture, it is spiritual metaphor, right? All through Scripture, we see that Jesus is the light of the world, and those who do not know Jesus are in darkness. We have verses like 1 Corinthians 4.4 4 that tells us that Satan has blinded people. It says that the God of this world, that would be Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So you have Satan out there trying to blind people so they can't see God's light. But then we have in Luke chapter 4, Jesus saying, I came to give light, sight to the blind. And so hopefully Jesus has given you sight, spiritually, as well as physically, but this morning, spiritual sight for your eyes. So that we could sing that song that we just sang together and truly mean it, that I once was blind, but now I see. The light of the world has given me sight. But the next lyric, if you were paying attention to what you were singing, was, we sang, was blind, but now I see, and I can see you now. I can see the love in your eyes. But do you ever feel like this? Do you ever feel like, well, I, I believe, and I believe I have spiritual sight, but am I the only one in this room who has trouble singing that lyric? to confess to all of you that, oh, I can see what Jesus is doing in my life right now. Because I think sometimes some of us, even though we have spiritual sight, still feel blind. And it was, maybe it's embarrassing to say it because we're bound to a whole bunch of people who always talk about, they were once blind, but now they see. And, and you're thinking to yourself, I get that, but literally I can't see what God's doing in my life. Things are happening in my life. It doesn't feel like they're from God. It feels like the opposite of that. And for all that's in me, I want to see. And for all that's in me, I believe and I'm following Jesus. But I cannot see what he is doing in my life. And I don't feel like I have the integrity to say that I can just see Jesus today. And if that is sometimes how you feel, 
Then I want to guide us to Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52, and see what we can learn from the blind man that was on the side of the road named Bartimaeus. You're welcome to follow along in your Bibles. It's from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. We have it on the screens as well. As I've said, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to the cross. This is one of his last miracles that he's going to perform. It says, as they came to Jericho, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. So this isn't a parable. This isn't just a story. This is actually an event that happened. A man was literally blind and Jesus literally gave him sight. Jesus healed lots of people and Jesus still heals people today. His healing power is still active and he can heal us physically. He can heal us spiritually. I think in this passage, two miracles are happening. I think there's a physical miracle and a spiritual miracle. Certainly, he is physically blind, and it says in the passage, immediately he recovered his sight. That's the physical miracle. The spiritual miracle, I think, is when his spiritual eyes are opened, and it's when Jesus says to him, your faith has made you well. That can also be translated, your faith has saved you. Your faith has restored your eyes, but really, is that the most important thing? Your faith has made you well. Your faith has saved you. It is your faith that has given you salvation. So as we look at this moment with Bartimaeus, I want us to learn three things. There's three lessons for people who are blind. We we need to listen, we need to pray, and we need to obey. So there it is, listen, pray, obey. Now before we jump into each of those things, listen, pray, and obey, I need to make two disclaimers. First disclaimer, I've heard this uh, message preached actually with this same three points. And I've heard it preached in such a way as that you might leave today thinking that if you listen and if you pray and if you obey, then that physical healing that you need will be granted to you. And I just want to make a disclaimer right now that is not the point of this sermon and I cannot make any such commitment to you. The Lord heals who he wants, when he wants, how he wants. There is no magic formula that you can leave here and do these three things and then God will give you the miracle that you want. Unfortunately, that's just not how God operates. So that's disclaimer number one. Disclaimer number two is we need to figure out who is blind. Who is blind in the room here today as you listen to me? So I see in Scripture three different types of blindness. I see obviously physical blindness. That doesn't need much explanation. There's a blindness of unbelief. Those of us who don't believe are blind. Scripture teaches us that. But there's this third type of blindness that I'd like to help you see this morning. The people that have faith in Jesus, people like I'm assuming most of us in this room today, still feel blind at times. And here's why that is. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this. We walk by faith, not by sight. Even though the spiritual eyes of our hearts have been opened, 
Still, the scripture tells us, we walk not by sight, but by faith. When scripture defines faith for us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, listen to what it says. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Even as the spiritual eyes of our hearts are opened as believers, we continue to walk by faith. Well, what does that mean? It means I have a conviction about something that I cannot see. And so it is appropriate at times for us to confess to one another, I feel blind. So Bartimaeus is physically blind. Bartimaeus, I think, is spiritually blind and comes to having spiritual vision and physical vision, but there is not in the text anything that alludes to this third category. But I think it's fair to assume that at some point along the way, Bartimaeus is going to fall on his knees and say, God, I feel blind. Because Bartimaeus follows Jesus. He's got eyes that are open. He's got a spiritual eyes that are open. And he's following Jesus down the way. And then he sees Jesus crucified and put into a tomb. And maybe it's at that point that Bartimaeus falls to his knees and says, God, you gave me my sight. I can see, but I, where are you? Maybe it's after Jesus ascends up into heaven. Maybe that's when Bartimaeus falls to his knees and says, I feel blind. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do next. I can't see you anymore. But I think it's something that happens to all of us who have faith. So we all need to consider this. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 17, this is a letter that was sent to some churches. And there's a church in Revelation 3.17 that's described this way. You say, I am rich. I've prospered. I need nothing. But you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. So even churches, as we gather, have to consider the fact that there's blindness even amongst us. So this is really just a long introduction to a very simple outline. We need to listen, we need to pray, we need to obey. That's the application if you're physically blind. If there's some physical healing that you're after, I think that you should listen and pray and obey. If you haven't yet opened, you feel like your eyes have been opened and you've been born again, you've become a true and committed Christian, then I think you should listen and pray and obey. But if you are in this category with me where you're committed to following Jesus, but there are times in your life where you feel blind, then I think you need to listen and pray and obey. So let's look at this together as we, as we look to listen first of all. Listen. Bartimaeus listened and heard a crowd approaching. Bartimaeus is really good at listening, isn't he? We know from what we've learned through the years that people that are oftentimes, people that are blind, develop stronger senses in their other categories. And so we assume that Bartimaeus is a really good listener. And as he sits at the roadside in ancient Israel some 2,000 years ago, he is attuned with his listening to realize there is a crowd approaching at this point in Jesus' ministry, he can't go anywhere without a crowd. He's at the pinnacle of his fame, headed to Jerusalem, and there's a massive crowd heading through the streets of Jericho, and he is listening, and he can hear it coming. Now, Bartimaeus had to be listening in other ways prior to this moment, because when Bartimaeus hears it, it's Jesus, he says, oh, Jesus, son of David, that's him saying Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the promised one who has come, Jesus, the one who can save us. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. If he was able to call out that, may, that way, that means Bartimaeus had been actively listening for quite some time. 
We don't know what he heard. Maybe he heard about how Jesus healed other blind people. Maybe he heard about how Jesus walked on the water. Maybe he heard about how Jesus made the lame walk or the deaf hear. Or about how with his voice he calmed the storm. Whatever it was, Bartimaeus had been listening, and he had been listening enough to know that if it's Jesus walking by, if Jesus is near, I'm going to cry out to him. So Bartimaeus was one who had been listening. And so this morning as we gather, different types of blindness present in the audience, are you listening? If you're feeling physical, physically blind, if you are having some type of physical healing that you would like for God to heal you of, you may or may not hear the words of Jesus, be healed. I hope you hear those words and your story plays out like Bartimaeus. But if you don't hear those words from Jesus, then I know, I know you can hear these words because they're right in scripture for you. Jesus promises that he's with you. His word says that his grace is sufficient for you and that his power is made perfect in your weakness. You should hear that because Jesus is speaking that to your heart. You should be able to hear, even if you can't see, even if your body isn't what you want it to be, you should be able to hear of these promises of heaven, of this day that is yet to come when the blind will see, when the deaf will hear, when the lame will walk, where we'll all be joyful and the curse of sin will be lifted and there will be a day when you will be healed. You should hear that. You should listen. For those who are in the audience who are in the blindness of unbelief, I applaud you if you're listening. I would say keep listening. You should listen well. It's a big deal to commit your life to the teachings of a man who lived 2,000 years ago. So keep listening. And I'm so proud that you're listening right now. I'm proud of you that you're listening. Keep listening and keep learning. Keep asking questions. Keep trying to understand. And I believe if you continue to listen, then eventually I trust that you're going to hear the voice of Jesus in your ear, in your heart, calling you just like he called Bartimaeus. I can't promise you that your physical healing is going to come, but what I can promise you is that if you will listen and you will pray, well, there is a miracle that is guaranteed every time. If in faith you will reach out to God and ask for the miracle of salvation, he will grant it even today, right now. So for those of you who are in unbelief, blind, keep listening. For those of us who have faith, but we still feel blind. Maybe we're in a valley and we can't see the sun. Maybe it's the valley of the shadow of death. Maybe you're just in a dark chapter of your story. You just feel like you're walking blind. You trust and you believe. I would encourage you to listen. Listen to the words of this book. Listen to the truth about who God is and what he has done. Listen to what this book says about who you are. And I understand that you can't see him right now. And I understand that all you can see feels like a storm in darkness. But I would encourage you to listen. The people around you have stories of how God is at work in their lives. That's why gathering at church is so important. When you gather here, it is an exercise in listening. You listen to songs that are sung. 
You listen to praise, prayers that are prayed. You listen to the word that is read. You listen to the word that is preached. And then you listen to one another in the pews and in the foyer and over lunch. You listen to one another. And you hear one another share about how they had a dark time. And there was a moment in their life where they couldn't sense God's presence at all. But, but they got through it. And we share our struggles with one another. And we meet together in groups. And whenever I can't see, then I grab the arm of my friend who has strong faith in that moment. And they guide me through that valley, the shadow of death. And then I can get to the other side. And then when my friend is in darkness, I can walk alongside them as they go. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes we get sick and tired of tripping and falling. And we need a community of faith to walk alongside us. So if you feel blind, I would say just keep listening, please. Keep gathering and keep listening. Listen like Bartimaeus listened. Listen and pray. Prayer is simply talking to God. And so that's why we can describe what Bartimaeus did from the side of the road as a prayer. Because all he did was simply try to talk to Jesus. He couldn't get close enough, so he had to yell out his prayer. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's a prayer. So maybe you listen to me pray, pray up here on the stage and you're like, wow, he prays like a pastor. I can't pray like that. That's okay. I don't know that Bartimaeus could pray like that. But you know what Bartimaeus did? He prayed the best he could and Jesus heard and Jesus responded to his prayer as simple as it was. When I was a kid, I learned this, this uh, little acronym. There's different types of prayers, right? You read through the scriptures. There's all kinds of different prayers you can pray. Bartimaeus is one example. But there's a, a term, Acts. That's a book of the Bible, Acts, but it's also A-C-T-S. And so to help me remember different types of prayers I can pray when I'm praying to God, Acts, A is adoration. So I can pray to God and tell him what I adore about him. I can give him adoration, right? I adore that you're powerful. I adore that you're faithful to me. That's the A. The C is confess. So I should confess my sins as I pray to God. God, I was, I was proud today. I, God, I was so selfish of me, right? So I can adore and I can confess. And then the T is for thanksgiving. I can pray and give thanks to God. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my church. Thank you for the financial blessings that you've given me. So adoration, um, confession, thanksgiving, and the S is supplication. So I can go to God with supplication. Supplication is just a fancy word that means I can tell God what I need. I can ask for his help. And this is the category that Bartimaeus is working out of. This is Bartimaeus saying, oh, God, I have a need. And I don't have the words to express it. All I can get out of my mouth at this time is, Jesus, have mercy on me. And when you're as desperate as Bartimaeus is, and maybe you have felt that level of desperation in your own life, that is just a perfect prayer to pray to God. Jesus, have mercy on me. And so if you're desperate for a healing, you're physically blind, you have a physical brokenness, and you feel the desperation that Bartimaeus felt, I would encourage you to keep praying. God can heal you. But I can't promise you that healing. I can point you to the Apostle Paul. Here's what's interesting about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had the spiritual gift of healing. The Apostle Paul could heal other people. And yet, listen to how he writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So if you're here like Bartimaeus this morning and you need that healing, I would encourage you to keep praying and keep praying like Paul prayed that the power of Christ might rest upon you so that in your weakness you might sense the power of Christ. For those of you who are praying for spiritual sight, what an amazing, awesome thing that would be If here this morning or online you're wrestling with, can I commit myself to Jesus? I am spiritually blind and I want my eyes opened. Then, If it's coming from a heart of faith, it can probably be as simple as Jesus have mercy on me. I say all the time it can be as simple as a prayer that's as simple as A, B, C. A, admit that you're a sinner. B, believe that Jesus died on the cross to forgive you of those sins. He rose from the dead. And then commit yourself to him to follow after him. If you will admit your sin and believe in him and commit to his way, then you will be saved. The spiritual eyes of your heart will go from darkness to light. What scripture actually says is that Jesus' light will shine into your heart and he will give you the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God loves to do that. God loves to bring sight to blind people. He loves it when you pray to him like that and he would love nothing more than to open the eyes of your heart so that you can see the truth, so that you can see heaven that awaits you, so that you can see that Jesus who is here with you, so that you can see the Holy Spirit who is within you. Jesus loves to answer that prayer if you're so humble enough to pray it. And for those of us who know Jesus but are frustrated by all that we cannot see, the application is the same. We should pray. We should pray like Bartimaeus, Jesus, have mercy on me. We should pray like Jehoshaphat prayed in 2 Chronicles 20, 12. He said, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We should pray like Paul prays. Paul was praying for the church at Ephesus. And he wrote this in Ephesians 1.18. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to you. You can pray that for one another. I can pray that for myself. Oh, God, I can't see right now. And I pray that the eyes of my heart would be flooded with your light so that I can understand the confident hope that you have given me. You can pray, God, I'm walking by faith. Please give me evidence for the things that I cannot see. Keep praying. We listen We pray, and then we obey. We obey, like Bartimaeus obeyed. Bartimaeus listened. Bartimaeus prayed. He cried out to God, and then Bartimaeus obeyed. I'll see if I can do this here. Bartimaeus is a beggar, and he's sitting by the roadside, right? And he's calling out, and he sees the crowds approaching. Jesus is far out, so he's yelling out, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. And then he hears through the crowd that Jesus has called for him. Now let me ask you this question. There's a blind beggar by the side of the road. 
And Jesus is the most loving person who ever walked the face of the earth. Why doesn't Jesus walk over to the blind beggar? But as soon as the blind beggar hears that Jesus has called him, what does he do? He springs up. He sprang up. Jesus has called me. Jesus wants me to go to him. I'm blind. I can't see anything. I haven't yet been healed of my sight, but I'm coming. And you're tripping and you're falling and you can't see where you're going and you're bumping into people. But if Jesus calls me, I'm going to obey. But you don't even have your sight yet. I don't care. If Jesus calls me, I will obey. But you haven't been healed. I'm going to obey even before I get the healing. That's what Bartimaeus illustrates for us. So if you are sick this morning, if you came here and you're, you're physically blind or you're physically hurt and your body is broken, Bartimaeus obeyed before the healing. And obedience might look like you living with affliction. Obedience might mean, like we already highlighted, that you live the rest of your life like Paul lived the rest of his life, pleading with God, but recognizing that in the midst of your weakness, your calling in life is to demonstrate the power of God that's at work in you as you live your life with the weakness. If you're spiritually blind, if you're not yet born again, I would still say, obey, obey. I think what's interesting is you read through the gospels and you follow Jesus is teaching through the gospels. What you're going to notice is this. When people, he first runs into people uh, that are going to be his followers, he invites them to follow him, right? He, the invitation is come and listen, come follow me. And so as you read along, you'll see that some of the people that start following him eventually stop following him, right? They're probably listening closely when he says like these outrageous things and then they just go back home. But you'll notice that as people have been following for a while and listening to him for a while, then Jesus' language shifts and he starts saying, believe in me, believe in me. So if you're not there yet, if you're not ready to bet your life on Jesus, then I would say, well, do your best to keep obeying him. Maybe just make it a test run. Do a little experiment. Commit yourself to six months of obeying Jesus and just see how you feel afterwards. But I would say, even if you aren't yet spiritually, the eyes of your heart haven't been opened, I would say, do your best to keep obeying him and I trust that he will open the eyes of your heart. If you're born again, but feeling blind, I think we obey. I think we keep taking steps of obedience. I think that's what Bartimaeus is showing us. We just do our best to make our way through the crowd, eager to obey our Savior who has called us. That's the point, isn't it? We walk by faith and not by sight. And it's difficult. It's hard to walk by faith and not by sight. We trip and we stumble and we fall and we get frustrated trying to obey the words of Jesus, which is, hey, you over there who's blind, come to me through a crowd of people. And yet, our hearts are compelled to obey our Savior and to keep taking one step in front of the other as we walk by faith and not by sight. Bartimaeus listened, and so should we. Bartimaeus prayed, and so should we. Bartimaeus obeyed, and so should we. But before we close, let me just highlight for you that Jesus isn't asking us to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. 
So Jesus listened. Jesus listened. All through the Gospels, Jesus says, I came to do the will of my Father. So everything the Father has told me to do, I do it. Jesus made that clear. I'm just here listening to the Father and obeying his word. So the Father told Jesus to go to Jerusalem. The Father told Jesus, when you get to Jerusalem, they're going to mock you, and they're going to spit on you, and they're going to flog you, and they're going to kill you. So Jesus prayed. And in the garden, he cried out to the Father, Father, have mercy on me. We're told that as he went into the garden, his soul was sorrowful even to death. And in the garden, he fell to the ground and prayed, and he sweat drops of blood. And he said, Father, if there is any way, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus listened, and the Father said, go and suffer and die. And Jesus prayed, and Jesus obeyed. He was obedient even to death, even death on a cross. Jesus listened and Jesus prayed and Jesus obeyed. But Jesus listened so, so very carefully. And as he listened, he heard the Father say, well, you will rise again. You will rise. I will raise you on the third day and you will reign forever with me in heaven. So Jesus was listening. And so when Jesus prayed, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And Jesus obeyed as the Father called him out of the grave on that third day. And now Jesus is forever reigning in heaven, right? Jesus listened and he prayed and he obeyed. And he is calling us to do the same thing. And so as you listen, I pray for you that you would listen and you would hear Jesus calling you just like he called Bartimaeus. I hope you can listen and hear the promises of God for you now and for you into the future. I hope as you listen, you can hear the testimony of Jesus. Let me read it for you again. You've already heard it once, but I want to read it for you again. Hebrews chapter 12, listen. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, look around you. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Listen and pray. Pray like Bartimaeus prayed. Jesus, have mercy on me. Pray like Jesus prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. Pray like Paul prayed, God, may your power be made perfect in my weakness. Obey, obey like Bartimaeus obeyed. Spring up, run to Jesus. Put one foot in front of the other. Obey like Jesus obeyed. Be willing to suffer and even die as you're obedient to the Father. Obey regardless of the outcome. Obey even when it feels like you're walking blind. Obey even when it makes no sense. Obey because you know that there's a day that is coming when the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped and then 
They shall, the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams are in the desert. The blind will see.